an opportunity in the world of breathwork to really combine the groundedness of science and the pieces that really speak to the intellect and the needing to know and the wanting to understand what's happening in our, our human experience with bridging the world to spirit, allowing the, the great mystery and the magic of the world to really take you on journey within as well. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Breath Circle podcast. I am Phil, and I'm here in New Mexico, USA. And my dear friend Connie over there is tuning in from Germany. And we are so glad to have you back. So good to be here. And boy, are we excited to share today's episode with you all. Episode number eight, lucky number eight, with our dear friend Carmen Gann. Carmen is our friend. She's also our teacher. We met her back in March of this year, which feels like five or ten years ago at this point. We had a beautiful foundational training in conscious connected breath for five days together. And then uh, I left and Connie stayed for a second uh, foundational training, module two of conscious connected breath. And we did two breath journeys a day together. We ate together. We just, we really got to know each other on a deep soul level. And we just love Carmen. We're so glad and honored that she uh, wanted to join us on the podcast. And we have so much to share with you guys. We covered everything in this episode from Carmen's early days as a, as a child, just being super curious about the breath, starting to discover pranayama, the teachings of yoga, and just all sorts of different forms of breath work. Um, Carmen went on to study social work, actually. And from there, did her yoga teacher training and has ultimately turned into an internationally trained breathwork facilitator and human connection specialist. And in this episode, we get into what it really means to be a human connection specialist and how the breath uh, really plays into relationships with oneself and also relationships with others. And Carmen, at the end of the day, is just a really awesome conscious relationship expert. She explores communication and connection with couples, with mothers and daughters, and just really gets deep into the relationship blueprints that translate into the unique purpose of these different relationships. And then in terms of her specific offerings, she does individual breath work, both in person and online. She does couples breath work. She does group breath work and then mother daughter ritual building. Really cool stuff, guys. She travels to host workshops and retreats as well, which obviously is a little challenging in this environment. But I can say, and so can Connie from uh, being there in person with her, that it is a beautiful experience. So you can find Carmen on Facebook and Instagram at Carmen Gann, G-A-N-N-E. You can email her at connect at CarmenGann.com or go to CarmenGann.com. So with that, guys, let's jump right in. Here we go, Carmen Gann. All right, here we are. It's a big day because we're on with Carmen. Ah, such a special human being. Welcome to the Breath Circle podcast, Carmen. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to land with you both. Ah, so wonderful. And full transparency, we're doing this for the second time. Um, first time around, just, I don't know, wasn't 
wasn't it. And uh, we also had some technical issues, I remember. And, <laughs> and so this time around, we're letting things be super easy. And uh, I'm super excited to have you here with us and, and see what unfolds in the next hour or so. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely one of our favorite learnings of many of the things you've taught us, Carmen, is let it flow and let it be easy. And it just feels so flowy and so easy here today. And I'm curious to kick this little baby off together. What does let it be flow and let it be easy mean to you? And how did you come up with this? Because it seems so easy. But where did that come from? Like, did you have an easy life to begin with? Did you have a hard life and realize that if I just let it flow, things would be easier? Like, where did that just come from? Yeah, thank you. It's a great question. And I think that it definitely was from some lived experience of recognizing that the more I got out of my own way, uh, the more easeful things became. So it definitely wasn't from a cushy and uh, easy breezy existence. It was more from a deep remembering of uh, the more that I connect within myself and you know, either quiet the noise or sift through what is true for me and what isn't, uh, the more that I can actually show up in alignment and the more I can hear or listen to the guidance that's there for me. And so I really feel like it's been uh, a deep teaching. I had a teacher, you know, fairly early on that really posed the question to me, what would it be like if you didn't try so hard? And I was like, well, I have no idea. <laughs> what would that be like? Uh, you know, I, I really like to do things well and, um, and to, uh, to, you know, as a classic overachiever. Um, and so I think it, it was that humbling experience of like, wow, what if I allowed myself to try easy instead of trying hard? And then it was just, it's like that you can't unknow what you know that lived felt sense experience of what easy and getting out of the way felt like. It's like, wow, okay, how, where else in, the, in my life is this showing up and how can I actually bring this practice and this principle and weave it in other areas? So, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. And it's something that really stuck with me since meeting you. <laughs> it is like turned into my mantra too that I share with others. So um, it's so beautiful. Um, on your website, I just want to reference something that's on there and just kind of dive into that and um, see what, what unfolds. So it says, you write there, as you change your breath, you'll change your life. And I'd love for you to unpack that for us a little bit. Just yeah, beautiful. I feel like it is, um, you know, it it's, it's multi-layered and it carries a lot of uh, different gold to be harvested from a single statement, but it really in its essence is that how we breathe is how we live. It's a reflection. And so we all carry our own unique breath pattern. It's like our individual fingerprint that we've been breathing for the better part of our lives. And it's really impacted by our unique lived experience. So things that have happened to us, the way that we've stored uh, within our, our body system, the different life experiences. And so as we actually start to shift how we're breathing and becoming more conscious of uh, bringing breath and flow, restoring vitality into areas which may have previously been stuck, we'll actually see 
the corresponding life patterns also start to shift. And so as we, um, yeah, as you start to see the way that you're breathing uh, start to shift, so the quality of your breath actually starts to shift the quality of your lived experience. Mm, that's awesome. And there's so much, I think, just to um, changing your breath changes how you live. And it also really changes how, how your relationships show up and how you show up for other people, how you connect to other people. And I, I love, Carmen, how you refer to yourself as a human connection specialist and a specialist in human connection, which, which I think is such a beautiful way of describing everything that you are and that you embody. I think it obviously took a journey to get to that, that name or that tag of what you call yourself. And I think there's so much that sits behind that, that um, I would just love for you to share the teachings along the way. And one of the things that really resonated, you said to me once, you know, take what trainings and teachings resonate with you and kind of leave the rest. And you've just had tremendous um, pieces of training along the way. You were a social worker, you were a yoga teacher. I mean, some of the tags, I, I suppose, that are associated with some of the learnings and the teachings you've had. Now you embody that and breath work and so much more. What are some of the, the, the specific things that you picked up along the way from these different trainings and teachings to have created just such a beautiful offering as a human connection specialist and breath worker now? Yeah, thank you. I think it, it is core is really recognizing that as humans, we have a fundamental desire and, and a motivation to feel deeply connected. And so uh, having that driving our, our behaviors and our interactions with others and what it really comes down to is cultivating a really solid and strong sense of connection with self, knowing that in that connection to self is where it ripples out into the other dynamics in our lives. And so again, from that reflective nature of our human experience is how we interact with and are in relationship with ourselves is actually quite, um, you know, it, it's, it's quite indicative of how we're showing up in our relationships with others. And so again, as we start to deepen the connection that we have with ourselves in whatever way that that looks like, we're able to deeply impact the dynamics in our lives. It's again, that idea that uh, it's, it's not something external to ourselves that's happening to us. And it's really our inner world is a reflection, or sorry, our outer world is a reflection of our inner. And so really using that uh, as an opportunity to, to get really curious about ourselves. And so I feel like there was, you know, in the Western clinical setting, there was a lot of really deep teachings on knowing self and I guess getting curious and being inquisitive and exploring different stories or conditioning or thought patterns uh, that we have packed on through our own life's journey. And I think that what I found in that was that it was really a really beautiful exploration and it ended up a lot of times leaving people uh, quite stuck in, in the stories and in the mental realm of it. And so what I felt really called to was incorporating practices that could help 
uh, all of it drop a little bit deeper into the body and actually see real resolution within the um, some of the deeper neural networks within the, the body system. And so incorporating somatic practices and alternative therapies and movements uh, actually really help to support uh, moving through the stories to the other side and being able to create new versus um, being identified at, with and labeled as something in particular. And so the journey through uh, Eastern teachings and philosophies, studying with really beautiful teachers in yoga, like deeply rich yoga traditions, and then eventually leading it to, uh, me to conscious connected breath work as I felt like a practice that really married a lot of the, the two different worlds. And there's an opportunity in the world of breath work to really combine the groundedness uh, and uh, of science and the pieces that really speak to the intellect and the needing to know and the wanting to understand what's happening uh, in our, our human experience with bridging the world to spirit and the beauty and just allowing the, the great mystery and the magic of the world to really take you on a, a journey within as well. And so, uh, you know, through the practice of breath, what I finally landed with is that it becomes our fundamental tool to connect. And so we all breathe the same air. And so it becomes one of the easiest and most uh, accessible ways for us to connect with ourselves, of course, and in that to be able to co-regulate and connect within our relations. Mm -hmm. Oh man, there's a lot of really awesome little bits and pieces, but let me, I want to backtrack a little bit actually to how you got acquainted with the breath in the first place and what drew you into wanting to work with the breath more. And, you know, I think I remember you telling us that you started getting curious about the breath at a, at a really young age. And so I'd love to, yeah, hear a bit more about these early seeds of curiosity around the breath and where that took you along the way. Yeah, thank you. I always a why child and uh, <laughs> was always uh, deeply exploratory and was like, wow, but like, what if there was another way? What if there was, you know, um, okay this is it's never like this is just the way it is and so a, a bit challenging I feel like probably for some of the uh, adults and uh, caregivers in my life growing up but um, I, I was gifted a very hyper aware and extremely sensitive system and so in that generating a ton of energy and really having to tune into supportive outlets I really you know had a choice in my youth years of identifying within the pathology um, and the overwhelm of what the way in which I experienced the world or again choosing another way what if this could actually be a gift and so my personal relationship began with the breath in my early teens out of survival and so it became a tool to co-regulate like, to regulate my own system uh, and to really ground myself when I would experience a lot of energy and sensation moving through. And so knowing that when I was able to be present to how my breath was flowing and to allow myself the experience of releasing whatever energy was needing to move, that how I felt changed dramatically. And so I think that it was originally just a bit of, well, this works, so why wouldn't I do it? 
And then it was a bit of like, okay, well, this works, but you know, this works for me, uh, but does it work for, would it then also work for others? And so in the human service field, I worked a lot with, you know, really vulnerable populations that were moving all through transition and a lot of crisis situations in which it was drawing on practices that could support in the moment. And so it, it, there wasn't the luxury of saying like, okay, well, find that place of calm and draw on daily practices that you might have. It was survival. And so it was like, okay, in the moment, being able to access something that was able to support outletting the excess energy that was coming through to be able to return to a grounded enough place to either make important decisions or to uh, navigate through really challenging circumstances. And so in that, it was like, wow, okay, where can I go to learn more about this uh, in a more holistic fashion? So yes, of course, uh, on a scientific Western uh, level, there's impacts and important benefits to accessing the breath which even at that time weren't widely shared within the field that I was working in. And then in the Eastern traditions, I mean, it, there was such rich ancient practices um, that were able to be easily adopted for, you know, more accessible and digestible everyday use in situations as more of a, you know, proactive approach versus always having everything have to be remedial. And so I think that, the the journey into conscious connected breath i mean it was a series of divine interventions but i landed um you know i'm not really one to say no to an invitation to uh explore and so uh <laughs> i think that um you know my my journey into conscious connected breath work really came from uh the opportunity to uh again explore what it would be like to incorporate a practice that could address and maybe re-navigate and you know clear up some of the space of what's been held within the system but then also be incorporated again as something that could be like a, a maintenance thing uh, so that it wasn't always there was more of a, an unconditioned an unconditional nature to the relationship with the breath versus drawing on it only in times of crisis or only in times when things mm -hmm. were challenging. And I was like, okay, well, we know depth and potential is infinite in humans. And so what if it was just a practice that allowed us to really drop into and embody that? Mm. And so how has your relationship with the breath changed over time now? Like if you look back yeah 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 thank you i think initially you know it definitely was only drawing on it in times when it was needed and so it was like okay i've allowed myself to reach the point of overwhelm or reach the point of burnout or something and now i've got to build myself back up uh, and i feel like that's really shifted for me in terms of okay if i can incorporate it in easy ways on the daily then uh, it is a really sweet experience of dropping into connection in, and, and guidance in a really um, 
and it was it's a really accessible way for me and i think first with conscious connected breathwork it was a wild experience and so it was really physical and it was deeply emotional and there was a lot of heavy lifting in the beginning wow okay so this is the baggage i've been holding this is what i've been carrying around as i walk my in, you know in this human skin suit and and i think that as i started to really sit with uh, what was wanting to move what was wanting to be felt within me i was able to uh, access the, the deeper the more subtle layers of what was you know the listening to the whispers of my heart instead of like the cries and screams of my soul to to find another way and so i feel like it's become a little bit more subtle a little bit more gentle a little bit more um you know just really weaving in those elements of the feminine of of allowing it to be easy of letting it flow and uh you know, so it becomes a really faithful friend in the reminder and just the recognition of, uh, of that. I think there's, I love that. And I, where, where you went there at the end with the flow and the feminine is, I think, at least to me, a distinguishing feature of conscious connected breath versus two part breath versus, you know, forced nasal breathing and all of these other techniques. Um, I, I want to, dig a little deeper into this because I often get this question from people of like, which breath technique should I learn? Which is more important? Um, and, and can you just maybe unpack a little bit more of that, Carmen, why conscious connected breath in particular compared to, you know, the gazillion other breathing techniques might suit people who are trying to let it be easy, let it flow, build a daily practice, not have to resort to it only when needed, you know, some of these um kind of unique features with with conscious connected breath work yeah i think it's a great question and it's a really important one and i think it's you know it has an individual answer based on the person in a lot of ways and i think that there's a really important piece to the inquiry of um you know there are many ways and there's not a one size fits all. So I think it's really valuable to get really clear on the intention. And so the intention of, you know, as the breather, what is my intention? What am I hoping to gain or receive from the practice? And then as the, you know, when I'm looking for a facilitator or a modality or a style, really inquiring what is the intention of the practice? Uh, what is, what are the requirements? And what is it asking of me? the breath is for everyone obviously we are living breathing beings and certain modalities are not and so really getting clear about you know what are the precautions what is the um the different considerations for each style and so what i love about conscious connected breathwork in particular is the focus and in i guess in the way that i share it is the inquiry and the exploration into the breath pattern and so as you start to explore and become familiar with how the breath is moving through you and how that's actually correlated to how you're moving through life as you start to bring awareness to shift the breath pattern 
you'll see shift in those corresponding life patterns. And so I feel like that's part of the greatest gift of it because it takes it from an experience of a moment in time. Wow, I just got blasted open. I was in these other realms. And of course that can happen within this practice and it does often. Uh, and it's about taking it with you. So how can I create sustainable shift within my system? How can I actually allow my, my nervous system in particular to be able to reset and, and restabilize itself versus cause uh, additional um, either destabilization or re-traumatization? How can I allow myself to actually uh, disidentify from the stories, the limitations and the beliefs that I've been carrying, the labels or the diagnoses or you know these different things that have been essentially packed on and, and given to me and that I've adopted as my own and how can I peel those back to find you know, who I truly am and what I am really actually here to share. And so I feel like in that way, working with a, the, the practice is perhaps gentle yet powerful. And so it, it's not, you know, everybody's experience is unique. And so it, it's not always, uh, going to be an easeful journey it's going to really have you know there's the invitation to really have to um, move through and and so there, there's no way around right the only way to is through and so even mm -hmm. in this practice really moving through that which has previously been unfelt and unprocessed to actually see that that transmutation of the vibrational energies and to actually see and experience that shift. And so um, I think that, you know, and also working from a trauma sensitive perspective and, and approach is it offers an opportunity to uh, really encourage the breathers to remember that we carry everything that we we need within us and it's about accessing that and really trusting the innate wisdom and the healing intelligence of our, our body our soul you know our bodies are designed to survive our, our souls are designed to thrive and i think that this practice really supports tuning into the subtle um the subtle you know energies and and guidance and messages of those innate um you know, healing mechanisms that are built within us. I think that, you know, I've, I get it now. So in a way, well, I got it before, but now I, I understand it also more because what you were just sharing with us, like the, the conscious connected breathing is a lot about reading breathing patterns. And, um, and then when you compare that to, let's say the three part breath, right. Um, that which is like a, another very popular um breathwork technique these days um where you first breathe into the belly and then the chest and then out there's no breath pattern reading you can't right like you can't read a breath when someone's breathing like that and i think that that's what makes conscious connected breathing so special and um and also how then a breath pattern can be analyzed and then shifted or changed and, and transformed and um can you maybe share a little bit about that process and what that looks like when you work with people and also in conscious connected breathing and the way you work it's also very hands-on um how you support uh people in person um through their journey 
And that's been really helpful for me as well. Um, that's something that I really miss <laughs> in these online sessions because there's just no one there to, to help me, or not help me necessarily, but just be a supportive guide maybe um, uh, as I'm journeying <laughs> through some heavy shit. <laughs> so um, yeah, can you just maybe share a little bit about how you work with people in that capacity when it comes to you know, what you observe in breathing patterns and how, you know, touch and, um, you know, using acupressure points um, help you in facilitating someone's training. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I agree that there is such a, a just an irreplaceable special, um, like there's a specialness to being able to connect in person in that totally. way. And you know, we also are very blessed that we've been able to, as a world, and in a lot of ways, pivot, you know, during these unprecedented times. Absolutely. Uh, mm. I think, you know, one of, at least Conscious Connected Breathwork in the way that I share it, I think one of the really beautiful things is that, uh, you know, I, I think it's really important to meet the breather where they're at. So I, it's, again, we carry these unique breath patterns and we are unique beings. And so we're coming home to our authentic self. And so it, it's not me saying, okay, well, you need to breathe in this way. Um, and I'm going to create you in my vision and I'm going to project my agenda onto you. And so I think that uh, one of the, you know, obviously conscious connected in, you know, this way is a particular technique to actually depattern the system and return to the natural flow of breath. And in that, I think that, you know, our, some of us might actually just naturally breathe in a three-part way because there might be disconnection through the center. And so mm -hmm. using hands-on facilitation or awareness to bring actual fluidity and flow, because when there's a disjointed in the breath, it, you know, or a when there's those sharp edges, it again, can beg the question, okay, where else is that showing up? And, you know, knowing that the, the lower energy centers are, are, have their own association to qualities and um, patterns of relating, as well as the upper energy centers, and just as well as different areas of the body. And so I think that in, um, you know, really allowing the the journey to be about increasing the individual's capacity remaining within their own window of of tolerance and allowing that you know expansion to be authentic so that it can of course then also be sustainable is really important because with this practice is the bringing awareness to restore flow um, is a little bit different than you know suggesting that there is one right way to breathe it's mm. about returning to the openness and again getting out of the way so if i breathe into my chest and i'm actually not breathing down into my belly simple hands-on awareness uh, you know self-facilitated or with the support of a facilitator can help to bring awareness to explore restoring vitality to that area and what that may do uh, and, and how that, you know, obviously we know oxygen in and of itself is a remarkably 
powerful healing agent. And so as it's restored in areas of the body that may not have previously felt and received it in that way, remarkable things start to happen. Mm. And so I think that, uh, you know, that the hands-on can be really supportive. Also, these like the hands, these magnificent <laughs> human tools that we carry are are fascinating and they're really quite advanced. They're extensions of our hearts. Mm. And so obviously in that of itself suggests that they're phenomenal tools to connect with ourselves and each other. Mm. They also carry more nerve endings than anywhere else in the body. And so to be able to pick up on subtle energy and uh, in that way, they become a really powerful ally as well. Mm. so much yeah totally well yeah i want to i want to head in this direction of um breath work with relationships and mother-daughter work and, and couples work in a second but before we segue into that i want to just highlight uh, a piece of what we were just talking about with with three-part breath breath versus conscious connected breath it's interesting because as connie said three-part breath is very popular there's some amazing teachers and students in that space it has come up over and over again to me that those who've studied the three-part breath are still seeking more and that there's you know, more to be had and more connectedness in, in other techniques, potentially. It's funny. One of the things that comes up for me is like, I feel like I skipped the three-part breath. I just went straight into conscious connected breath myself. And I kind of listened to Connie um, as she talks about the different ones that have worked, um, conscious connected breath also being front and center of her focus. And so I'm kind of like, all right, well, that seems to resonate with me. Um, but I'm all, and I'm also really open to the three part breath because I just haven't really studied it much. And so what was interesting, um, I did a, a group online breath session recently with a new friend and just a beautiful breath worker um, who studied three part breath. And um, she was guiding us through part of you know, the beginning and connecting and, um, and, and she kind of said, Hey, we, you know, her interpretation of three part breath was first connecting to the stomach and then to the heart and then letting it go. And so it's, it's almost like as you draw a shape and as you draw a circle, as you're learning how to draw, you kind of put the dots on the map and then eventually you don't need the dots because it's all connected. And so what was kind of, was kind of interesting for me, I'm like, okay, I'm doing the three part breath. I'm starting with that. And that's what she's offered to me in this ceremony. And then as I started doing that, I just dropped right into conscious connected breath automatically. And for me, it was the stepping stone of like, I kind of connected into these two core energy centers that of course the three-part breath work, works to. And then I was able to go beyond and go into conscious connected breath from there. And so I think, I think there's an exploration for people of like, does it start with, with just straight into, into, you know, full connected circular breathing? Or is there a bit of just, you know, focusing on the beautiful heart center, the belly, like deep, deep, you know, down into the diaphragm and like having those like core anchor points to then get into the, the circular breathing may or may not be something that resonates for people as they explore the breath. And so I just wanted to offer that as a learning and a curiosity that um, has been part of my breath journey recently. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. And I love that. I think that that's such a beautiful, you explained it beautifully. And I think that that's a really powerful way to, to frame it. And knowing that our, our practices can be progressive, right? That we, we, don't, we don't enter into a yoga 
posture, expecting to be able to execute the full expression of it as soon as we drop into a yoga class. And same with a breathwork journey. We can't necessarily expect of ourselves unless you're a you know, high achiever that, that's really set on the top of the mountain to expect that we will have a, a fully open and full expression of an, an open breath as we drop into this practice. And so I guess it also circles back to the question of, you know, how do I know what breathwork practice is right for me? And, you know, where that idea that breath is for everyone, it's just how it's shared is um, important to consider what the individual, you know, capacity, the current physical, mental, emotional state of somebody is, and, and really what their um, idea is. And so conscious connected breath isn't the way to breathe. It is a tool to support depatterning and processing of un unprocessed emotion or trauma so that more flow is restored, therefore more vitality within the body temple. And so, you know, there's really rich and beautiful pranayama techniques and, you know, the three-part breath and things like that that bring presence and awareness in a really powerful way as well. And so journeying through and just knowing that, okay, well, this technique might be to help support focus. It might be to help, uh, you know, kind of align my mind. And, you know, thinking about pranayama initially being translated as breath control. And, and what if the more accurate translation was actually breath release, where mm. it, it wasn't just another tool to uh, control the experience, but to allow the experience to happen. You know, I think but with both of you probably heard me say also allowing the breath to be bigger than the experience. And so, you know, recognizing that the spirit of the breath is essentially breathing us. And you know, we are the uh, trusted vessels in, in a lot of ways. And so I think that, again, and I love what you shared, Phil, about connecting the dots. And, and really, that's what it's always about. Breathwork being a spectrum. And it's like, cool, like, I'm going to start on one end of the spectrum with even like, deep breathing and simple awareness, you know, and, and float along and find where my heart calls me, you know, if it's in the deeply transformational, exploring non-ordinary states of consciousness of tapping into human potential, or if it's more of a gentle approach of just becoming present, just becoming aware of what does it feel like to connect with you know, for people who have experienced, you know, a lot of, say, even sexual trauma, that area can become quite frozen and numb. And so it's like, okay, well, how does it even feel to consider bringing life back into this area? Mm. And so there, yeah, it is it can be quite a progressive journey. Yeah. And that it doesn't have to be like, okay, I'm, I don't have a relationship with the breath. And now I'm here. Like when we create a relationship with anything, you know, you, of course you can, you know, have the dive right in and otherwise it can, and that can actually be really quite beautiful. And for other people, it's more important to 
you know, go through and, and move a little bit more, more slowly and uh, a little bit more intentionally uh, to, to the deeper layers and, and really work through that. So I think there's beauty in both. Well, it really highlights, I think, w why conscious connected breath works so well with couples work, mother daughter work, because there's that invitation to just connect to your own breath to flow and then to start to see how that flow works with the other person in the room. And then the patterns that come out of the patterns and, and the relation to those um, individuals. Um, and, and then, of course, the breath circles that can all happen in person once coronavirus is over. But, you know, it, it, that, that, that to me, like, connected a big dot. That was like a big aha moment of like, wow, conscious connected breath is so powerful and is such an interesting kind of offering. But when, and when it's done with somebody else there, there's that flow that connects between those individuals. And so, so yeah, I'm curious, I'm curious to, to understand a little bit as you work with couples and I love how you advertise it as like couples date night and date night, date night with breath work. And what are some of the things you've learned and what are, what are some of the experiences that make this type of breath work doing it with your partner um, unique? And what are the, what are some of the things that you see come up? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we are, relational beings and we really exist in relationship to each other right the reflective nature of like how okay um in especially in our most intimate relationships they it's a profound to, arena for personal evolution and so i i think that um you know those closer relationships to really navigate uh, skillfully aren't for the faint of heart <laughs> because they they reflect back so much and i think that you know in and of itself breathwork is an individual practice and we really you know it's about self-responsibility it's about sovereignty and it's about empowerment embodiment those really important um core principles and this you know when those same principles are embraced within relationship there's actually you know a, an opportunity for a new dynamic to be created and you know that's where we're able to see a shift from codependency and things like that so um even in working with the breath in relationship there is still an importance that people understand and recognize that there is a, a degree of um, personal responsibility that needs to be taken within the practice but you're right there is a beautiful weaving that happens and so we all carry our own unique breath patterns. And I really also believe that each relationship is its own entity in and of itself that has its own unique needs and its own purpose. And so I think that when I, and what I've witnessed is when I breathe people who are in relationship with each other, what actually comes to light is also the shared dynamic and what's weaving between them. And so I think that in a lot of ways, there's this really powerful opportunity for co-regulation and I, you know, that the, the shared experience and, you know, it can be about dropping into actually diffusing something that's present that carries a strong charge, or it can also actually be about um, weaving together 
the opportunity to dive into another level of intimacy with each other. And so I think it really offers both who are present. So with couples in particular, it offers an opportunity to get out of the story, to get out of the ego and whatever might be kind of coming up and, and causing either friction. And it could be actually unconscious friction, right? Uh, there might be a block that's present that prevents the partnership from diving into that deeper layer of intimacy with each other, into that deeper layer of safety and trust and, and really undoing and unraveling those stories that, you know, we, we all carry based on our lived experience about what it's like to be in relationship with another. And so I think that there's a huge gift of dropping from that and really allowing the, the soul communication, the heart guidance to come through. I always uh, offer that, you know, when partnerships that I work with are in a, a period of uh, either conflict and or, you know, just coming up against something crunchy and they want to talk about it. Talking can be really powerful in some instances and it can be limiting in some instances. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so it's just like, I, I, in my experience, you know, both per personally and professionally is we can talk ourselves in circles. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I really like to invite like, okay, drop into even a few minutes of shared breath and then see if the, you know, either the issue or the charge is still relevant and needs to be explored and you know just getting curious maybe it's actually just diffused it because you know instead of coming from a place of defensiveness it's actually dropped into a place of connection and, and really that's what we're always you know either again consciously or unconsciously navigating towards and so the same thing i witnessed with moms and daughters and it is a um well, I guess I can go back. So with couples, you know, individual journeys, even side by side are remarkably powerful for weaving together the uh, different levels of communication and connection within the partnership. And then incorporating other tools within that as well. You know, obviously breathing, gazing into each other's eyes or connected in some way can also be um, complementary and really powerful. And so um, incorporating certain um, supportive touch or uh, dyad style communication as well before and after a journey when the veil is thin and it's coming straight from heart mm -hmm. uh, can be really profound and uh, deeply connecting and then you know with moms and daughters it's uh, an opportunity to uh, explore the breath in a little bit of a different way um, obviously so I work mostly with girls who are between probably 9 10 up to 13 and so just cultivating a deep sense of awareness of, of breath of, of, of confidence in, in how um, they're showing up within their body and uh, and how they're relating within that important dynamic and so again it comes to co-regulation how can we create a foundation of connection so that um, we, you know, both can feel seen and heard. I wanted to just follow up on couples breathing together for one, well, two questions, actually. One would be what could be like daily um, breathing practices or something like, a, or maybe like a breathing ritual or something that maybe a couple could do together. 
Um, and the other one is around maybe more people who are maybe more in the dating stage. And let's say they're, let's assume they're conscious and they're both maybe connected to their breath already. Like what would be something that would help them maybe, you know, like get to know themselves, uh, get to know each other on a more conscious level with the breath. Is there anything? I don't know, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Asking for a friend. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> it's such a great question. And I, I really actually, I, I kind of tease sometimes that I'm, if I was still in the dating world, I feel like I would be like, cool, like on the first date being like, can you lay down and can I see your breath pattern? <laughs> and then I'd be like, cool, because we can discern so much about somebody by how they breathe, right? Mm. And, and so, um, and, and just from an insightful place, not necessarily from a judgmental place. Um, it, it gives like, okay, what am I actually getting into here, right? It's um, like when two breathwork practitioners come together and start dating, is, is that what happens? <laughs> Lie down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah right? Um, and so, yeah, I, I love that inquiry. I mean, I, there might even be a whole market for that, right? Like, <laughs> get yeah. your report on your potential partner. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, I think that one, there's many daily rituals and practices so good. In, in partnership. And, you know, again, drawing on the idea of simplicity with ritual, because, you know, it's really easy to be ambitious and be like, cool, like I'm going to do this thing every day. And then one day passes and it falls. And then it's like, well, man, now I failed. So I'm going to let it go. And so really allowing it to be digestible and accessible. And so I find that simple three breaths is enough to reset the nervous system it's enough to create space and so doing it together can be really powerful so i would recommend sitting face to face um you know if you can if you have the luxury of being able to sit cross-legged knees touching and being able to gaze into each other's eyes right mm -hmm. the left is the window into the soul and so really being able to not just look at each other but to see each other and, you know, in our kind of busy existence, we don't always take that time to, to fully see the people who are closest to us. Uh, and again, drawing on these magnificent tools of hands is if you're sitting face to face and being able to have the, so our left is our feminine side and the right is the masculine. So reaching out the masculine expressive, so your right hand to place on your partner's heart, and then they would place their right hand on your heart, and you would place your left hand over theirs. So they would be sharing through their expressive, their masculine side, and you would be receiving. So your hands would be on top of each other on each of your hearts. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so... Can, and I, I think it's really a beautiful practice to engage the senses. It becomes a sensual experience, right? So being able to see each other, being able to feel each other, and then engaging in even three breaths, if that's all you have time for, of synchronized breath. So again, inhaling to receive each other, and just allowing that exhale to fall with ease. It's like a sigh of relief, like, wow, like this is reminding me why 
we're here, why we're together, why the world conspired for us to cross paths in the way that it did. And so another, you know, and just finding, allowing each breath to be even slightly larger than the last. Okay, like I'm actually ready to receive a little bit more. And again, three is enough. And just really honoring each other, a bow, a smile, whatever feels right and transitioning out from a, a, a place of connection, from a foundation of uh, a little bit more unification. I love, I love that. That is juicy. And it's actually something that um, I use with my partner, just um, taking a few breaths together. And actually three is, is a magic number I've discovered as well. And I think, I think there's a lot of exploration there for couples. You know, some people, some people might be so mad that they don't want to touch and they don't want to put the hand on the heart or they want to stand away. But even just that synchronized breath, you know, standing, looking at each other, acknowledging like that goes a long way. And, and, and just one other thing to add to that as well is I've um, learned from just podcasts and studies on like um, how quickly emotions can go away that there's, there's something to like kind of the 90 second mark where like if, if you can just breathe and maybe it's maybe it's three breaths with some time in between and it's about a minute or 90 seconds but there's something about like you can just synchronize and breathe together for just get through that like minute and a half stage like things are likely to diffuse from there and so so maybe maybe anger is so boiled up and you can't stand there looking at each other but can at least like just breathe and just give it like 90 seconds just kind of like see if stuff will diffuse there's a power to just that short amount of time for um, the body just kind of moving through and processing that emotion and not letting it turn into a mood after that, which I think is like, you know, diffusing it in this way can, can really prevent like it spiraling into a bad mood and spiraling into just, yeah, a, a bad day and just more and more um, friction between two beautiful people that just love each other and didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you for those reminders. <laughs> They're uh, definitely powerful. And it really is. It's in the moment choosing. Um, well, I, I guess there's a couple different things that come through. And, you know, it, it really is switching from being uh, from a place of reactivity to responsiveness. And I mean, that is, uh, I feel like that's a muscle that, you know, needs to be exercised and refined. Uh, and, and it and it does it, it grow the capacity to be able to to show up and that responsiveness does grow over time and I think that there is a small window of even if I can't connect my breath with my partner maybe I actually have enough um, awareness of what's moving through that I need to step away like you said for 90 seconds before I come back and engage because connection really is a choice and it's choosing to be connected over anything else so it's choosing to be connected over needing to be right choosing to be connected over the story of um, isolation and, you know, or um, whatever it is that's coming, you know, the unworthiness or that, um, you know, I, I've got to do it alone. And so uh, I think that you make a really great point on the, the choice, the conscious choice to show up in that way. Mm. I feel like I want to, um, th this flows nicely into the next question that I have, um, may, because using the breath as a couple, I think is, is a way that we can take the breath out of breath work in, into our daily lives, right? In a way, and, uh, and actually embody 
um, the breath and live the breath. And that is something that I've been more and more fascinated by. And I, I feel like breathwork has opened me up to like this kind of transformational breathwork that we do and conscious connected breathing and, and has opened me up to um, more subtler ways to connect to my breath as well, you know, and, and to, well, for one, it just properly connected me to my breath. I mean, I've been a yogi for so many years now and, you know, you do pranayama in your yoga class, but like, what does that even mean? You know, like you just do what you're told to do. And I, I did not really have a proper pranayama practice um, outside of my yoga meditation practice um, on my, that I would do on my own or on a daily practice before properly diving into breathwork last year. And so through breathwork, I fully started to embrace the breath on all the different levels and, um, and found it to be so fascinating. And so I'm curious as to how you use the breath also for yourself in daily life. Like what, what do your daily rituals look like maybe, um, uh, or like your breath, breathing morning routine? Um, and how do you live the breath? as you go about your day and like, for example, just now, as we're talking, I was tuning into my breath. Like, how was I breathing? You know, as we were having this conversation on here and, and then noticing that and, and shifting that into a more grounding breath. Cause I noticed that it was a little shallow. And anyway, so um, just curious how you, you um, connect with the breath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, just as you were speaking, and um, how to bring more conscious um, breath into everyday life. I had this vision of um, that conscious connected breath work in and of itself is quite an activating breath, mm. right? It, it is a particular pattern that's supportive in depatterning the system. And so it's actually not intended, we're not intended to move through our everyday life breathing in that way because it, it just would be quite. Um, Imagine. <laughs> Yeah, We'd right. Conscious, connected breathing all day. <laughs> yeah, it, it like it, you know, just like wildly activated, and, and you know, and it, it, in some instances, probably really quite high on life in a lot of ways, yeah. right? And so, um, it it is a tool for a moment in time, and it's a great inquiry of like, okay, great, then how can I actually take it in my life? So personally, I um, have a daily breath practice in which I connect just gently as a tool to connect to myself to connect to uh you know intuitive guidance that's wanting to come through and really to support me moving through my days from a, a heart-led place and so i like to uh, intuitive um music software something like spotify is great because the more you listen the more it teaches or it learns what you like. And so even just um, intuitively grabbing, you know, four songs in, in the morning and, and trusting that the flow uh, in that way. Um, and so that's a really beautiful um, practice for myself of saying, okay, I'm not gonna drop into a full journey every day and, uh, you know, drop to the, the depths and, and return in that way but i am going to maintain a deep connection with that and so i think that you know starting small again letting it be easy letting it be simple and connecting if it's even just like 5 10 15 minutes of uh, conscious awareness and eliminating the gap so there is something fascinating about humans is we've put in these breathless gaps either before the inhale or before the exhale and so just playing with and feeling into what 
more fluidity and flow would be like within the system and what that would feel like uh, and you know versus having it need to be uh, a deeply activated experience having it be a curious exploration of how can i just remain present to what is wanting to flow how can i restore flow um, and i think you know practically even starting is i i've really found in different ways um, throughout my own journey um, i like to set alarms as reminders <laughs> and so um yeah i know i've shared with you guys that my you know my wake up alarm i these days i i don't use an alarm to wake up anymore but it was i choose to awaken and so really reminding me that I, i'm making the choice to be here every inhale is the choice to be here and so beginning then with three breaths and you know setting a little alarm for a break where it's just like okay whoa like check in like where what's the tension in my jaw like where are my shoulders at um like you would notice within yourself like how deep or shallow is my breathing and can i just take three breaths and really giving yourself that um and so i find that yeah having a morning ritual where it's the intention and setting the stage for how i'm going to move through the day is as important as having an evening ritual and setting the stage for how I'm going to journey through uh, my dream time, my sleep time, and ensuring that it's a more restorative experience. And so I think even, like I said, simplicity, connecting to the flow, the, the continuous that circular flow for, you know, a few minutes, first thing and um, last thing um, can be really great. And then in those times when obviously our breath is intimately linked with our felt experience and our lived experience and so in those times when a lot of emotion is moving or um you know if i am feeling charged by something uh i'm tuning in like you just said to how is my breath flowing right now where am i holding it and what would happen if i just allowed a bit of an openness and so again i feel like the awareness and all of that is is a muscle and it's you know as much as it is showing up to that awareness i think there's also a large degree of compassion that needs to be exercised when there's any new exploration that's taking place of like cool i forgot again i you know i wasn't aware of my breath wow i was holding my breath again and it's just like cool and now i've just taken a breath and i've become aware of it mm -hmm. and so it's like that continuous like humility of we're all babies on the path we're all learning and uh we just do the best we can in in a given moment yeah we're all just relearning really how to breathe and how to connect to our breath and um it's one of those things you know where i always feel like shit. like i wish i'd properly discovered my breath and and all like all the things i can do with it like you know a long time ago and just you know it's so like the only thing that <clears throat> sometimes is so ah just tough to watch is like like how i mean there's more and more people waking up to the breath and to breath work and like slowly the, the breath is something that's kind of cool you know like people get that and uh, the message is, is, is making its way out there more and more around the world. And like Germany, it's slowly happening, but I'm trying my best here as well within my community. And 
um, my German following, but you know, to get people to get it, to like, but it's an experiential thing, right? You gotta experience it to know like just how powerful the breath is because we're so fucking disconnected from our bodies. And, you know, and so I don't know, like, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but it's just something that is something that I think about a lot is that it took me so long and so many others are still so just not, they don't quite understand yet or, or are just not quite interested yet in the breath. And like, what can we do to like move this forward quicker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I appreciate your heart in that. And I think that it's a, yeah, it's a, you know, a beautiful intention. And I guess for me, yeah, like there's a few different things. It's like, of course, the things that are most fundamental to our personal evolution and our ability to thrive in our human experience are often not taught. And so we end up in this situation when we are, you know, have an awakening experience of some sort and we're just like, wow, like I have forgotten and I need to go now on this journey of remembering. And it's mm -hmm. just like, well, what if we just never forgot in the first place, right? And, and what if we incorporated these things a little bit earlier on and, and really stayed connected to uh, our intuition and our, our highest, you know, wisdom that is really quite accessible as we're younger. Um, and so, yeah, I think that there's that. And then there's the other part of just knowing that we all receive uh, what we need when we need it. And I feel like there's a huge degree of readiness and openness. You know, if we think about the prerequisites to um, personal evolution, but I mean, especially the breath is, you know, for me, I really feel like it is simply an openness and a willingness. And until there is that, you know, I can't breathe for anybody else. Mm. And so it's really got to be that, that personal choice. Yeah. Um, and and I hear you on it being uh, the impact. I mean, we can talk about it and we can share even our own personal experiences. We can share about the science. We can share about the, um, you know, miraculous realms and yeah. uh, the, you know, the different places that we can visit in a journey. And until somebody has their own felt sense experience yeah. of their own breath, it's never like they might they might listen they might hear they might get it but they're not gonna get it like exactly. in their bones exactly. until they step into that and have their own experience of it and so you know to your question of like how can we get it to as many people as fast as possible um you know I, I think that being able to really share from that embodied place of yeah. you know it, it's and, and living as uh, living as an example of like mm -hmm. wow, like uh, I think that that's really the most powerful way to share things in a lot of ways because it's just like okay, you know, gone are the the days of you know pyramid structures and like those kinds of things are crumbling in which like do as I say, not as I do, and it's just like cool. And what if it was like deeply connected to also, hey, like. I'm sharing this because I believe a hundred percent in it. Um, mm. But I mean, you guys are also doing it, hosting a <laughs> podcast, 
we're trying to get it out there more yeah, caring totally. about the you know the medicine of the breath and the teachings of the breath because they're so rich and they're you know all these little medicine carriers around the world that are are sharing it in their own way and so i think that that's a huge piece of it and then you know just coupling that with almost like a, a public service campaign or right where it's yeah. just like cool like breathwork may cause transformation within your entire world and yeah. like buckle up because it's, uh, it's really beautiful in that way and um and so i think that it it really supports to have uh you know a multi-dimensional approach it's like cool i can appeal to the people who need to um hear and understand the science i can appeal to the people who really want to be deeply connected to the spirit and you know what does that all mean for how i'm walking living and breathing as a human and how is it going to impact my relationship with myself my relationship with my beloved with my family and and speak to it in that way and so at that point then it's like cool it really is for everybody you know if we think about the state of our world and the the different respiratory things that have become present um and have really come to light and it's just like okay right like it doesn't matter um you know everything aside we all breathe and, and it's our birthright um, so yeah we'll carry on with your mission to to share it and you know and to be able to to really touch people and you know you guys i can just feel it and see it that you'll receive different things down the line it's like oh yeah well you planted the seed with me and i heard this one thing and you know so the your ripple ripples and, oh yeah. man it ripples <laughs> yeah that's so true yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Awesome. There's such a thing too with just sharing with with new generations and younger. You know, it's like we can do all we want to help our friends and all the people who we want to listen, who have stories that are and and blocks and resistance. And then there's the curiosities of children and and those who are so open to sharing because sharing means you know being fun and in class and show and tell and then you know. So I think there's an element of the breath being just so curious and fun and exploratory that may be part of yeah public service campaign for children and and an opportunity to learn how to breathe at a younger age i mean oh my god Talk, yeah man imagine you know in kindergarten oh, yeah. like breathe <laughs> yeah absolutely and yeah it just i can i can as you say that i'm like i can see the what the world would, would be like in that way right? yeah uh yeah so. I like dreaming of like this world and how it develops with the breath and how breath works getting out there and how everybody breathes. And anyway, we love having these conversations, Phil and I. We're just like, oh, then imagine like all these breath studios opening up and everybody's just like, I don't know. It's just quite funny. Instead <laughs> so of go take a nap, no, recess, just go hang out in the, in the breath work room. That's the cool room, guys. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's where you recharge. That's where you replenish. And yeah. Like the creativity that would spark from that and yeah. the uh, just the, you know, when I work with uh, young girls, especially one of the biggest things is friendships and, mm. and interpersonal dynamics and things like that and how challenging it can be, bullying and things like that. And wow, like the shift that um, breath could have in that arena would just be so profound um, to be, yeah, to, to have all of these you know, beacons of light grounded and in their center um, and, you know, 
teaching us, reminding us, which is usually the way it is anyways, right? We can teach them a little, but mostly they'll always be teaching us. So, yeah. so many great teachings all wrapped up into this beautiful conversation. Carmen, thank you. Oh, thank you both. Thank you for, you know, like I said, the, the vision that you're bringing to life and, and just your essence and your presence. So it's deeply... Mm deeply appreciated to land with you both and mm. an honor to know you mm. thank you so much for your time and your energy and uh yeah for spending this time with us and so that we can share it with the world <laughs> essentially um thank you carmen where can people find you obviously we're gonna put everything in the show notes and all the things but um maybe if you just want to guide people to where's a good place to connect with you yeah, you betcha. Thank you. Uh, my website, CarmenGan.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at CarmenGan. And my favorite is always a good old conversation and connecting as, as, you know, as close to in person as we can. So a phone call, uh, a Zoom call or whatever. Uh, I'm super happy if you have any questions or um inspirations or anything like that and you can just connect with me through uh, my website there wonderful thank awesome. you so much carmen thanks yeah, carmen thank you